it is breaking your present, breaking the pinky toe my word but it's n- worse horrible but now, now i feel bad like if dusty stubbed my toe she's like oh i think i broke it I was like trust me you'd know if you break if you broke it <laughs> <laughs> and now apparently not true not. yeah you break yeah. it all the time apparently welcome to the pod charles <laughs> cinecast presented by the prince charles cinema uh my name is jonathan foster and um, I am your host, and I am uh, I daughterless over there. Yeah, I'm I'm daughterless over here. You lose a daughter, um, but you gain a son, mm-hmm. and another daughter. Yeah. So, not you. Uh. <laughs> with me uh, this week, newly minted co-host, but also uh, he's been on the podcast a few times. It's too many times. Phil. Phil. With an F. And apparently my son. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, man, this is a new, a new yeah. bit now. It's uh, apparently my son. <laughs> yeah, this is the bit. I'm the son, but you're like not convinced. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, also, this week we have a third boy. It's a boy's room today. It's just three boys. It is Mr. Robert Smith. All right. <laughs> Three bros hanging in a podcast. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yes, yes it's, it's a new is. day. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Yeah, we weren't lying uh, last week when we had Ariane on for her her final uh, podcast episode. Um, so, yeah, it's true. It wasn't a lie. We apologize if it felt like a very joke. anticlimactic end to uh, Visa Watch. But I mean, hey. Uh, that's the reality. It was a realistic situation. end, though. Yeah, yeah. But, not all you know, things have closure. Ariane is trying her damnedest to uh, to get her her way back here if she wants to come back, and you know, and that's great. You know, and we're all wishing her the best. And we'll always have Skype. Yeah, yeah. We'll always have Rome. We'll yeah. <laughs> we'll always have Rome. We'll uh, we'll have our own sometime. So, um, we'll work this out. We'll figure it out, guys. Anyway, Phil, how are you doing this week? I'm tired. You just um, got off the all-nighter? Yeah, right? I'm still recovering from the um, classic and modern all-nighter, but Rob was on it too. Looking a little perky oh, Both of you guys are on it. Okay. I feel all right, good, all good. things considered. Phil just informed me before we hit record that he saw not only Rosemary's Baby for the first time, but also The Thing. That's a fine, that's a fine double sort of, yeah, first time. As- I'm very grateful for, the, for Rob and Caroline to let me watch it and... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it. I wish I was more did. alert during it, but it kept me awake. Kept you awake? That was like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it, you know. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's a good time to watch a film like that, yeah. you know. But it makes you feel really cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're already cold when you're tired because your body's like, go to bed. Mm. But yeah. Carl with a beard and cowboy hat. There's quite a few films in that program that night that would have made you feel cold. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. The Exorcist, yeah, which I realized I watched. I was convinced I hadn't seen since I was a kid. And after watching it, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? I was like, I must have somehow pieced the film (laughs) together from clips. And like, I always used to watch those Channel 400 scariest moments. Yeah. And I think I must have just like made up that I'd actually finished that film or something. But so I kind of, I guess I kind of watched it for the first time the other night and. I feel I mean, like that can easily happen, like, you know, with things that are just, like, just so big culturally, culture. you know? like I yeah. felt that way with, like, I said to you, Silence of the Lambs and Shining, when I finally got around to them. Yeah. Just, like, I've seen these, and, like, the big chunks of it that I hadn't, and I was like, oh, I'm just piecing it together from, like, parodies and <laughs> It's funny how <laughs> you can do that, honestly, because, yeah, I mean, it's the same. The amount of horror films, 
So like recently I realised I basically haven't seen any any like amazing horror films for the first, I guess now The Exorcist is the first, but I've never seen an amazing horror film for the first time in a cinema. Really? Yeah. Mm. I'm, I just like always, and like all the big ones, like I only recently watched Rosemary's Baby, but I already knew the ending because these somehow horror films just have a way of like, Sort of being parodied to the point of yeah. spoiling. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like Star Wars. It's a bit of a shame. Like if you haven't seen it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, Too late. Now that's kind of got me thinking, like, have I ever seen a classic, badass, amazing horror film for the first time ever, but in the cinema? Like, I don't know. No, I tend to I rewatch them. Yeah. I can't think. I don't know what's left. I mean, I could, I, I'm an idiot. I could have watched <laughs> Carrie <laughs> last Monday and I hadn't seen that. I haven't oh. seen that either. I watched it the other night after because Tamsin and my girlfriend were going on about it so much, and it's amazing. It's amazing and I was yeah. like, I'm such a numpty for not for not doing that. Like I was like, rather sit on the bar and read Moby Dick yeah. than, and I do regret that. Carrie, yeah. white whale. Yeah. Well, Carrie will be back eventually. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. It just again, it's like another chance yeah. missed to sort of. See it on the big screen. I'm annoyed yeah. I missed America Well on the big screen. Yeah, and we only I'm had like right. the one screen. I did want to see that. I think I was doing something that evening, so I couldn't when was come that? in for it. Was it Thursday last past Thursday? Was it? I didn't even know yeah. about that. Yeah. I probably actually wasn't doing anything that night, but you know, it's just makes. But you know, feel at, you're at home. <laughs> I'm gonna come all the way to work. Yeah, actually, yeah, Thursday is my day off, so I was oh, trying to avoid. I almost came in to watch the Lost Boys on 35 because I wanted to see that. Um, but oh well, didn't do it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same as it always. Can is. we? Yeah. You know, you always have a picture of the person on the uh, podcast, uh-huh. on, like the post. Uh, instead of a picture of Rob, can it just be like Keith Sutherland from The Last Boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty dead on. I you know? wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put Robert Smith yeah. and The Cure on, dressed yeah. as Keith or Sutherland. I had a bit about that. Literally forgot to do it. Uh, you had a bit, yeah, about him being Robert Smith from The Cure. That was it. That was the bit. But yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not been that done. Robert Smith. No. I uh, already did that the first time you were on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll just do it every time. It? Not yeah. the Robert Smith. Not no, the, the Robert Smith, but not that Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we can get into a little bit of user feedback, the listener feedback segment. <laughs> So yeah, this week at the Prince Charles Cinema, we've gotten quite a few user feedback bits. We've had some Twitter posts. We've had some emails. Like, insane, we had two emails this week. No way. Which is uh, never happens. Um, obviously, a lot, More than was, I get in a, a lot was a little bit of goodbye for our lovely pal, Ariane. Um yeah, we had our pal Claire saying something about like it was all sad that Ari left, and Malcolm said, "Oh, no more Ari for now." Could we give her a segment where she records herself recommending a film for us to watch, which uh, you then slice in? Um, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's we, the you could do. We're gonna uh, hopefully have Ari in on, and that that's a good way to do it. We'll see what happens with this episode if she magically comes in now. We also had, like I said, emails. So there was one email. This was a great email here. Um, I think this is one of my favorite emails I've ever gotten on the podcast so far. 
it's a new listener. They said, uh, hello, Jonathan and Ariane. I'm a lifetime member and recent listener of your podcast. It's my new favorite. Uh, the first film I've seen at the PCC is Step Brothers in 35mm. It was amazing, <laughs> and not only was is it the greatest comedy of all time, it has unforgettable quotes like this. And he gave us tons of quotes. So We've seen the movie. Dale, that's enough catch-up. I still haven't seen um, that movie. I have a belly full of white dog crap in me, and now you're going to lay this shit on me? <laughs> that's good. I know for a fact that Cops doesn't come on until 4. <laughs> Did you touch my drum set? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, but. you know. Yeah. Uh, he said it was the first film he's seen in 35mm, and he's uh, uh, been g- coming back ever since, and he's currently in the middle of watching all the Harry Potter films, and uh, he'll be seeing 2001 A Space Odyssey on 70mm too. Yeah, that's, and, that's a good uh, idea. It's a yeah, good that pop- guy's taste varies wildly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good, though. I mean... <laughs> Their brother's in a good first 35 yeah, but then like the jump to Harry Potter in two thousand one. Hey man, people have to have broad taste. I have broad taste. Fuck it. Yeah, it's a compliment. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, thanks for e- emailing in. That was uh, Glenn. He also said that we should show Kangaroo Jack. Have you guys seen that? This guy, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. got um, got it. Yeah, I've <laughs> not seen Kangaroo Jack in so long. I completely forgot about it. Um, not, it's got uh, Christopher Walken and Michael Shannon in it. So Jesus, Glenn reminds me. Christopher Walken's got a very strange career, doesn't he? <laughs> mm. Yeah, you could yeah, tell yeah. me he was in anything. I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it seems it. plausible. I remember Kangaroo Jack was like such a a uh, big thing, and I just. I don't know why. It yeah, was like a meme before that was a thing. Yeah. But I think it is kind of right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> the French yeah. I mean, look, I'm looking at the suggestion board and it's like Anaconda. Oh, that is the worst. <laughs> Email number two this week um, was from our pal Nicholas Deering. He's emailed before. He says, uh, hey, PCC <laughs> podcast crew, really enjoyed the thing episode, which, hey, now Phil, I can you listen can now to. listen to. Um, you did recently. It reminded me of the German translation uh, of the title, which is Das Ding. <laughs> he says, uh, it's up there with my favorites. I don't know. It just tickles me. Das Ding. And Every time someone writes Das Boot on the board, <laughs> I'm going to write underneath Das, das ding. ding. He said, I was wondering if you guys uh, had any particular favorite foreign translated English titles. Aside from the legendary Das Ding, I really like the Spanish translation of Die Hard, which is La Selva de Cristal or The Crystal Jungle. Um, he said it sense, works yeah. really well with the first Die Hard film. Um, and then he also did a well actually on me because uh, I messed up a couple weeks ago. Uh, he said, P.S. Whilst I'm here, I'm catching up on some old episodes. The ILM stained glass thing from was from young Sherlock Holmes, not young Indiana Jones, unless they did something similar there too. I don't know. Maybe someone already pointed this out. I'm just on catch up. Yes, I am peak. Well, actually, you'll find white guy. <laughs> And salted all the way. So because he salted, I'll let him slide there for trying to do one of those. Uh, well, actually, well, actually, no, but I appreciate the well, actually joke. Uh, and yes, you're right. I we was always wrong. want to be correct. Yeah, no, that's good. That, I think that's feeling. the first time anyone's ever uh, corrected us. So that's we're never good. wrong. We're never wrong. Yeah, we're always fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it made me think uh, I don't I didn't really know any 
bad translation. No, off the top things. of my head. Like, I hadn't really ever thought about it before. I'm like, I know it's a big thing, and I know in China there's a lot, but I've pulled up a list of things that are kind of funny. Um, I don't have the actual names of what they are. Oh, you should give us the but, translation and see if we can guess the film. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't have the translation <laughs> oh. part. Oh, well, I'll no, give like you the translation. The, the title, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you the translation. I don't have like what, what it language? is in the language, but the, a lot of these are Chinese because China, like, they're really known for I mean, messing up English yeah. translations. Yeah, it's good. Like people just walking yeah. around with t-shirts that say "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll give you the. I'll I'll just go through the first ten uh, on this list. Um, we got time. I will marry a prostitute to save money. Pretty woman. Yeah. Did you already oh, say it? No, it didn't no. That's really okay. good. Um, <laughs> Mister, I'll, I'll just say the only one I saw was the last the, the last one on ten. So okay, that's the only one I saw. Uh, Mister Cat Poop. <sighs> That <laughs> <Yeah>, brothers, <laughs> um, Mr. Cat Poop. Yeah, and this is really dumb. You're never gonna get it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like uh, a scene involving like Mr. Bean or something. <laughs> it's Bean on holiday. It's uh as good as it gets. What? Because apparently the hell? Jack Nicholson's character's name uh, Melvin sounds a lot like the Chinese word for cat poop. <laughs> well, you can't argue with that, can you? Uh, the hitman is not as cold as he thought. Leon. Yeah, the professional. Yeah. Ah. Um, <laughs> Just give away the whole arc of the movie. I yeah. mean, you know, that's, you know everyone should that ruin bad. that movie. Yeah. His great device makes him famous. <laughs> is that like um, click? Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, like oh, I wanted it to be click. Uh, <laughs> this one I love. I absolutely love this one. Satan female soldier. <laughs> what is that like? It's just not Carrie, is it? No. Uh, it would make more sense as Carrie. It doesn't make... I mean, it sort of makes sense, but doesn't make sense. Is it like... Oh, is it... Um, what's the one with Sharon Stone where she flashes... Oh, oh, basic instinct. No. no. <laughs> uh, but like really popular female actress who was a big sex symbol in the 90s of that same sort of time you know as that film came out it's a naive movie yeah clueless <laughs> <laughs> um do you want me to give it to you yeah. is it one owner rider no it's not one owner rider it's to me more oh, oh uh, ghost <laughs> no. is that right <laughs> uh it makes sense with the soldier bit if i give you to me more she played a soldier in a film <laughs> i know the movie i can't think of it not G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Oh, Kelly. G.I. <laughs> Kelly. Cadet Kelly. Cadet Kelly. That's there we it. go. There's a Disney Jane. reference. Uh, G.I. Jane. I've never um, even heard of that. Son of Devil. The Omen? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. And this doesn't even make sense because <laughs> if it's the film I'm thinking it is, it's like, what the fuck? The Passion of Christ. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Son of Devil. Is it twins? Oh, <laughs> close. Ju- junior. Yes. Junior. <laughs> what? Um, this is great. Justin Dude, Hill- he did that film last days. So I thought <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. that, That's isn't good. it? Just sent him to university unqualified. <laughs> Police Academy. <laughs> no. Wait, say that again, Van please. Wilder. Just sent him to university unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Animal House. <laughs> well, I, I just, just like, risky, risky business. 
Oh my oh, god! What? Come on, <laughs> this one's the ultimate spoiler. The ultimate spoiler. Uh, he's a ghost. 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 No. <laughs> oh, uh, fiction. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was actually the one. <laughs> yeah. That was the one I managed to see. That was the one you saw. <laughs> I didn't get that. I got uh, it immediately. This one's from uh, France because not only does China do. I mean, China's the best at messing up names, but um, very bad trip. I feel like one of you guys already said this for something earlier, maybe. Enter the void. <laughs> That's good, but no. Um, wait, we, wait, you, one we of us mentioned Maybe, don't, don't dwell on that, but I'm, you know. Weekend of Burners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the Future. No. Um, it's The Hangover. Oh, fair enough. And, is, uh, there, is there no I translation guess. for Hangover in front? They I'm, they drink I'm wine. gonna skip number ten because I don't feel like doing that one. I'll I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, this one's really bad. From the Philippines, uh, because she's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it now. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Wa- I don't really want to guess. <laughs> yeah. We actually showed it not too long ago a couple is it, times. Is it Miss Congenial? It a single screening and in a teen uh, 1999 teen movie pajama party because it's from 1999. Never been kissed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's God. an ugly film, to be frank. I love that movie. Do you? Yeah, I think right. it's great. I tried, and I'm a huge fan of these sort of teen flicks. Yeah. And are, I tried yeah. watching it and I was like, Jesus, this is bad. Like that's so mean, though, because it's like yeah. they're treating "Never Been Kissed" as a question, and then they gave it. Okay, uh, <laughs> unnecessarily. I was gonna say, like, I'll, I'll save some of these. Maybe, maybe we could do it again sometime because this is actually kind of funny. Yeah. But I do want to just do this one last one, and I'll look up for. I'll look out for some more. But there's a there's a shit ton on this list anyway. Um, this last one, Argentina. It's Vaseline. <laughs> is it cruising? It's so funny that it would be called Vaseline. Surf's it's a film up. that we show a lot here. The film we show a lot here. The room. <laughs> <laughs> we show it a lot. Yeah, just think about what Vaseline kind of is. What it. It's a lubricant. Yeah. So sort of, yeah. <laughs> Lip balm. Oh no. Vaseline is the word. Grease? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, grease. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's actually a better title. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure out there somewhere someone's mistranslated that and it's just called lubricant. (laughs) Lubricant. (laughs) Last week, one of our newer listeners, this guy named Lee, has been tweeting out to us. Uh, I think I turned him off. Um, Hopefully, hopefully me and Ari haven't turned him away, but he did send us a gif of Tilda Swinton from Suspiria just turning. No. Like, and said, we don't, in quotes, we don't like Radiohead. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you got to print. Last last week, we were. Did you listen to that? We didn't like Radiohead. Oh, Rob had the whole thing. Rob's on this week, so hey. Uh, I don't uh, want to be the Radiohead defender in the corner. Yeah, but that's, 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 that's the beauty be. of Radiohead is that like there's, there's always like someone them. who will defend it. Yeah, and, no, but that's, and they always get real touchy. <laughs> no, like but that's said, bullshit. That's why. Can I know Rob secretly likes Radiohead? I do like Radiohead. And he Radiohead. just attacked them to fuck with people <laughs> yeah. at work. I just, you well, know, it's Tom York. It's the computers. I, sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. I apologize. Um, 
uh, don't like Radiohead. Uh, and also, Malcolm tweeted in a second time. He said, in number 25, you said you don't get enough tweets, so here's another one from me. Thanks, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> As you're recording the podcast on the bar, could you comment on the suggestions being made on the blackboard opposite, calling out any good ones and explaining why some can't be shown? So I meant, okay. I thought this was this good- in the email, but it, sorry, it wasn't. I, I've got so many things good one done but yeah today. there's a lot of stuff on today did you just put that on rob i told well, i told uh, malcolm no, I'll, I'll do this ironically. as much as we can uh it, depending what's on the board but i mean i'll let you guys sort of point out if there's anything you like there's one that fits this entire criteria perfectly and that's the devil's uncut mm-hmm. which happens to be my favorite film and uh the actual original version of it is for no good reason at all by Warner Brothers locked away and they refused to show it based it was initially on obscenity claims against the church and um <laughs> since then it's passed british censors and all sorts and Warner Brothers still refuses to release the original cut we even tried Maple Maple and Jamie were talking about it quite a lot yeah and we really tried to Paul really tried to get hold of it and get it screened and it's just not doable for so some reason it sucks i mean you know there's a lot of things that we show in here and we said this before last time we did this uh we were talking about how i don't like seeing things that we just showed yeah or things that we always show because it's like it's gonna be here anyway like mm-hmm. like for instance someone wrote jason and the argonauts on there and i'm pretty sure we just showed it or it's coming up very soon so it's like how you like well I mean, just check the program. Same with Scarface and Taxi Driver. Like, we just did those seasons. We've shown Taxi Driver, like, tons this year. year, It had numerous screenings. Um, But it's things that, you know, we'll see. Uh, Someone wrote High School Musical Marathon. Nope. Uh, It's probably not going to happen. I would love for those films to be shown just because I I know people like them a lot. I wasn't a fan of them because I was too old for that and stuff. But um, I know a lot of people like them. But, I mean, the thing is, a couple of them are, like, TV films, and that's always very, very tricky. So, it's not very possible. Yeah, speaking of TV, like, someone wrote a Goofy movie, which is an underrated Disney classic. What, because Goofy were, movie? Yeah, but yeah, because there was a TV movie, so nobody's seen it. Right, the, mm. the original Goofy movie was yeah. a TV movie. Yeah. Was I it? liked Extreme Yeah, it was, like, straight to, video. Too. straight to video. Straight to video. Both yeah. of them were great. Yeah, Extreme yeah, Disney, too, so Disney is always t- uh, tricky. Um, yeah, Christian F as well is another one that gets up yeah. there all the time someone, and it doesn't have a distributor so. someone's got spirited away I mean that we, will we be back that. soon we've got that we, we usually have a 35 yeah. print of that right yeah I yeah. think so uh, let's see what else is on here I'm trying to find something that like we just can't show and just good re- I mean you know a lot of times it's just things we can't do again like Nicholas Cage Marathon we do that triple bill quite often yeah um Zorro? I've never seen Zorro here. Zorro? Yeah. The 90s one. one? The first one? Good. There's a lot of checks for Barry Lyndon. That'd be nice. I don't know if it's available. Yeah, yeah you're that right. would yeah, be swell. It's been a while since we've had that. That film's um, so Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there's some okay things here. There's some things that are like things that we've uh, not done in a while or, yeah. I mean, you know, it's Super Mario Brothers is written on there. It's kind of impossible. It's yes, a bit of a shame. But, it, um, yeah, it's in rights limbo. Same so. with um, TMNT, uh, Ninja Turtle 1990, the original, the only good one. That one's always right. in rights limbo. Exactly, because that was made by an independent company. And now yeah. that the that property like, changed hands so many times, it's basically impossible to screen. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to keep coming back to 
the board every so often. Um, I do like that. I appreciate that. Malcolm, thanks for continuing to uh, reach out to us and listening to us. And uh, yeah, um, I will try to get Ariane on sometime for you <laughs> as well because uh, she has way better opinions than me. And uh, also, this is a bit of a boys zone right now and we need we need some females' opinions on here. Some female questions. <laughs> um, also, I'm really surprised we haven't gotten any wrestling references in because not only am I a wrestling fan, Phil's a wrestling fan, and also apparently Rob is a wrestling apparently. fan. I'm trying, yeah, we're trying to like keep We've it. We've spoken but, about wrestling. Yeah, no. So, are you it's going to him. No, no, it's going to come up. I'm just saying yeah, it's it going to come up. up. It will come up. Um, okay, so this week we're talking about the program from Friday the 1st of November. We've got a lot going on this week, so I'm going to kind of blast through this as fast as I can. Uh, if you missed Hocus Pocus and Death Becomes Her this Halloween season, they both receive encore screenings this week. We got Hocus Pocus on Friday and Death Becomes Her on Saturday night. So come out, get your tickets because Hocus Pocus probably will sell out. It's uh, upstairs um, and it's selling really quick. It's so, a fan yeah. favorite. It's an amazing film. Again, one I missed as a kid. Yeah, totally. Really? You missed it as a kid? I don't, I don't have it that much reverence. Yeah, man, I love that film. Sorry. I was like, right. Right in my uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. I always get it confused with uh, Halloween Town. Halloween Town, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're kind of similar in a way. Does I guess kind like of fall under like witches as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's about, a sick film. But it's yeah, yeah. It's a hocus vibe. pocus. Yeah, hocus pocus. It. And death great. becomes her. I've never seen. So you never seen that? No. Oh, dude, that's had, great. We had that poster, which, to, which was great. Which yeah, like Meryl Streep with her neck twisted. Yeah, you should see that film. It's so fun. Oh. It's so good. Uh, Saturday, we got Akira Kurosawa's Rashomon. Oh. Um, have you guys ever heard of the Rashomon effect? Is that because what, of like, this film? What un, unreliable narrative? Yeah, narrators. unreliable. Like remembering things. Uh, eyewitnesses. Yeah. So basically, this film's about like uh, four different people who saw a the rape of a woman and the murder of her samurai husband, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they all give like you know conflicting reports. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, from this film, birth the Rashomon, uh, yeah. Rashomon that, that, effect that popped you, up in like yeah. in like police cases like yeah uh, like confirmation bias right yeah, yeah yeah i mean i did quite a lot of um it there was i remember doing at uni some like literary theory that was heavily based around like unreliable narratives and rashomon's like a big part of it yeah and stuff. i mean that film is a- a phenomenal yeah like maybe his best film i don't, I yeah, don't know yeah. i mean you said the other day you haven't seen any it, it's a heavy. huge gap in my like mm. film. yeah you need to get on that film you would love yeah. it mm. you would that and like don't don't start with Seven Samurai though. It's a bit it's a bit of a hefty base to like, yeah yeah first first cast. It's good though, it but might. I mean uh, yeah yeah. Jimbo is a good one. Mm, like that's, that's funny as easy, well. It's a fun it's a easy good. breeze of a like Kurosawa film mm. for sure. But oh, yeah, Rashman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's done. It's not just samurai films though. Some of these. Some of his other films. I've are like seen a bit really of his last one, uh, Dreams. Oh, Dreams is yeah. Dreams is a pretty special film actually. It's quite quite singular. Well, they always do really well here, so I'm uh, always like kind of telling Paul, like, "Hey, Sunday, shout out, Paul!" Uh, <laughs> shout out, Paul. yeah. He just ran by and I didn't do a live shout out. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Sunday afternoons, I used to work them all the time, mm-hmm. and we would get like the Ghibli films, and we would get the mm-hmm. um, the Kurosawa films, yeah. and they always yeah, back do so back. well. Sundays so it's Kurosawa. just like, yeah, just keep on bringing them in. So hopefully they'll keep coming back. Um, it would be cool to do great. like maybe a, a season on Kurosawa that's focused on his like lesser known works. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether that would get movie. people in the cinema, I don't know. But I think people will come out if yeah. they're available to us. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing, I suppose. Um, Sunday, we got the music video films of Paul Thomas Anderson plus June Noon. Yeah. A shame I, none of the songs are very good, isn't it? 
We got some Radiohead up in here. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna that, right? About. Like, it's fine. Come it's on, fine. like daydreaming. We all love, fun. we all love Kid A. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's move but... on. The home stuff is not bad. No, the home yeah. stuff was, was great. Just, again, um, I was about to say Summer Girl. No. Yeah, we got Summer Girl. We've got uh, what else is showing? Summer Girl. What's the other home one? Valen- there? Valentine. It's Valentine. Yeah, the collective. Which is the collective of it's three off their last. Album. Yeah, and then you've also got Amy Mann. There's Michael Penn. There's Radiohead and Tom York's Anima, which is uh, what we talked about last week. Yeah, which I haven't which seen. Which I I've said I liked. It. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's really good. Like a short. What do, what it's they call a, it? like a, it's like play, a short. It's a because he did a few songs on that little album called Anima, and then mm. it was like it's like a short sort of film music video. But all of these things are going to be shown on 35 millimeter. And I've never seen Junan. So. And then Junan mm, is not would, 35. It's digital. Okay. On uh, Tuesday, we got Taken of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Again, never seen it. No, never have I. I'm really interested. I've seen, I think I've this seen the, the remake. Yeah. Seen it kind of Travolta. strikes me as like in the same realm as like Assault on Precinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's got a guy from uh, Walter Matthau's in it, I believe. No, the other, uh, the Quint from George. Oh, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is in it, yeah. I've not seen that in a long time. I saw it like when I was like 15. I looked it up in the show on the program. Ago. It looked really cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Maybe I'll catch it. I don't know. Tuesday nights, I usually end up editing the podcast. So Was Gibson in the yeah. remake? Uh, was it Mel Gibson? Was it Travolta? Oh, no, oh, Travolta. Travolta. Yeah, yeah, Travolta, yeah. Okay. But also Tuesday night is Guy Fawkes night. So, of course, we have our annual screening of V for Vendetta on 35mm. Plus, uh, (laughs) that's Rob's recommendation. uh, Plus, the newly added The Witchfinder General, which is. uh, I really want to see that. AKA The Conqueror Worm. I might have to come in for that. Yeah, starring Vincent Price. I've heard a lot about that film, Mm. it really interests me. See, there's one for you and then one for other people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, you know. See, Rob's going to be this. Uh, he's going to be the villain of this episode. I was villain last week, so you go ahead. Isn't that the whole thing? Which find he's like it's about witch hunter, but he's the yeah, villain. He's the but villain. He, yeah, and you yeah. have to follow I mean, him. It's and he's just, yeah, he's not the good guy, is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? It's not Roger Corman, is it? Yeah, he didn't direct it, but yeah, yeah. he was doing a lot of stuff there's, like that. Yeah, yeah. There's these great British horrors from the '60s mm-hmm. that are like you go back and watch them, and you're like, holy shit! Like, yeah. These seem like very out of time or out out of place. You wouldn't imagine them. You know, you'd yeah. think a stuffy old horror film or something, <laughs> but they're actually like mental. Yeah. Um, also on Wednesday, we got The Final Girls are screening Practical Magic with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Very Andy fun B. witch film. Mm. It's a part of uh, Final Girls' uh, Here Be Witches season. I mentioned it last week, and like I said last week, uh, I was going to try to get them on soon. And I think they're going to meet with me on Halloween night the night they do the craft which oh, is already yeah. sold out yeah we're gonna I'm gonna do a quick little interview with them hopefully Good. for next week mm-hmm. and uh, they'll tell you more about their season of films it sounds amazing some really cool stuff coming up like Black Sunday yeah, they're, they're, already, they're already doing the the devil's work yeah, yeah. that yeah. film I really want to say that yeah well. the final <laughs> girl noise put on good stuff yeah so it's going to be pretty fun and uh, so come out and see Practical Magic it's a really really fun film sort of about love and witchcraft and uh, <laughs> reanimation and all that sort of stuff really fun. they really yeah. all go hand in hand yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the big things we got from this whole week we'll talk a little bit in depth about but we do have a lot more coming up, so I 
kind of need to squeeze through <laughs> it as fast as possible, but that is Blade Runner. Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, the final cut screens for the entire week from Friday. Uh, plus, it screens as a double feature with Blade Runner 2049 on Monday, the 4th of November. If you want to see that, get your tickets quick because tickets That's are good. going fast for that. But yeah, Blade Runner, the final cut. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants. I need you, Dex. I need the old Blade Runner. Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. If they're a benefit, it's not my problem. I'm Rachel. Deckard. They were designed to copy human beings in every way. How can it not know what it is? Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. If only you could see what I've seen. What seems to be the problem? I want more life. Too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? More human than human is our motto. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. The small choked dystopian Los Angeles of 2019. Blade Runner Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, is called out of retirement to terminate a quartet of synthetic humans bioengineered by the Tyrell Corporation called Replicants, who have escaped to Earth seeking their creator for a way to extend their short lifespans. That's very good. Because uh, what's your what's your wait what's your wait thoughts? Sorry, before we start, we can cut this out. I just want to tell you this because I thought it's funny. So I'm working on a like a script like about the Prince Charles and John is in it, and and he's doing the podcast. And this I wrote this months ago, and the first line you have is like, "Oh, welcome to the Prince Charles." This is before the thing, so I didn't yeah. know how it, the format would be. <laughs> but it's like, "Oh, welcome to the Prince Charles in 2019." You know what that means? Blade Runner year. So, where are all the robots? <laughs> This is my like stand-up character that I need to create. And now you're like, where are my robots at? Yeah, now life imitates art. I'm very happy about that. I just wanted you to know. Cool. Well, I'll I'll do my best Cleveland Little from uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. But I'll do it. Where are my robots at? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. I mean, you know, this is a film I feel very hesitant to talk about because, like, what more can you say? Like, honestly, yeah. It's. I mean, you know. I'd, I love it, but... It's, there's just, multiple ways to come in on it. Yeah, there's I a lot going so. on with this film, I've had, I mean, a lot. to be honest. Yeah, I've had my Blade Runner fade. Yeah. Not like I've come in and out. It took me a while to find it. I've only ever seen the one version. Which one? The, the final, final cut. cut. Which mm-hmm. one's that? The final cut. It's the, it's the good <laughs> Is it one. Is the final cut? Oh, I'm sure they did another cut after that. Uh, no, that was the final nah, one. it's the final That was like three proceeding it, though. They've done. They're done. And that was... Right. Good. That I'll go th- through the cuts in a bit, guys. Yeah. I got the cuts. You got the cuts. I got the cuts. Red deep cuts. I'm not sure which one. That's I'm my saying. that's my only yeah. argument. Like when people are talking, when we we'll get into like the double bill sequel, 
mm-hmm. in a, like later, but like um the if, problem. if people are like oh which is better i'm like well one took 20 years to get good yeah so that's my <laughs> how many he's got a few films like it's like kingdom of heaven director's yeah. cut is actually a good film it's actually better the theatrical one is a pile of shit i've uh, yeah i've seen like comparison what videos so i know the differences and like the original blade runner sounds like oh, unwatchable it sound, although yeah, it does have over, right? yeah the yeah. First, the racist yeah. voiceover but racist, also, really yeah he like using some slurs in it oh. but like um but the aesthetic is there the visual and the of music course, everything yeah. that is iconic and influential well, it's always you know there. he hasn't really he hasn't really made anything new for these cuts i don't think has he I no think he just restored just, yeah so it was all there but the final yeah. cut had everything this is you i mean this isn't a really scott problem this is a studio, studio yeah problem. you're probably right because directors it's, aren't always the bosses it's, so. it's just absurd to think that uh, the man who made you know by that point as blade runner Alien. Yeah. He had made Alien. You know, Glad- that point. Gladiator. You know, he's had like three of the biggest fucking films, and yeah. he can't. He can't get. I mean, this is a Kingdom of Heaven problem, but he can't yeah. get a final cut on that. Like, yeah. what? But it's not like a Netflix problem. Do you reckon well? producers yeah, yeah. are like, oh, you know that like, we're working with Ridley Scott here? What we can do is we can release like a subpar film, and then people <laughs> will actually buy the director's cut. Because, I always yeah. think you just let them do it. Just let whoever Absolutely. you've hired do it, even if it doesn't make money. It will always be better yeah I mean, if it's not like i just want to see the prometheus director cut nope <laughs> <laughs> i like hey i love prometheus actually dude to Boy, be honest i i i uh i'm gonna get a lot of heat for this but Go i didn't mind prometheus and i think people are just a little over the top yeah. about their hate for it i think um, yeah yeah me too it wasn't it's not i mean awful. i only saw it the one time no. but i was pretty stoked to see like the fucking it, alien come back good. at the end yeah, of yeah, that was cool in, so, in a weird cool. way i think yes. it's kind of um it's kind of what led up to things like Blade Runner 2049. It, 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 it was a flawed film, but it was an attempt at a smart, big-budget sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which, which I think then uh, Venuve did with Arrival, which I think was kind of like a similar vibe to Prometheus, but yeah. way better, way it must better. have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then 2049, um, which unfortunately did really bad. But, well, but um, I mean, it was great. You're talking about like fucking prometheus was coming out around the same time you had things like avatar and it's like i don't care i don't like avatar like yeah. i'm sorry uh it looks great but i never want to see that film ever again no, like no, i sat no, through no. it once do you want to see four more can it's... they come in no they're not what? Like, <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry james cameron but they're what never the fuck is he playing at like yeah uh, just, um, you made like two billion dollars and no fan no, but like, no, no one fucking cares anymore exactly. like, why even bother mm. like no one would be sad if he was just like you know what actually i've Cancel wasted it. all this time i've wasted li- all of your time i I'm like sorry. i liken it to brexit like nobody really wants that if yeah. nobody would be mad if they were like you know what we're not doing it anymore <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit the, harsh. the best, the best thing is there, there will be people that will be mad yeah, <laughs> yeah there would be quite a lot of social we're kind of like yeah we don't care <laughs> yeah picketing in the streets like where is avatar to <laughs> It's loosely based, uh, Blade Runner is loosely based on Philip K. Dick's novel, Do Androids Dream of Mm. Electric Sheep? Which is a way better title. It is a great title, but Um, it's not very marketable. Yeah, Yeah, nor doesn't it really pertain to the film. Have any of you guys read that? Yeah, I have. I've not read it because I'm not a big reader. Did you like it? I found it. I did, yeah. (laughs) I found it quite hard to get through. I liked the differences. I liked the emphasis. I liked the jumping back and forth. Yeah, and the dreams and the social. There was a big emphasis on like social hierarchy through yeah. like the animals the, and stuff exactly and that's why that title makes sense but yeah, the, the movie whole bit with the frog 
yeah. at the end and Jesus. Like, yeah, no, it's different enough that it's like, yeah, it's, worth worth it for no, sure. It, it, it's good. I found it difficult, but that's just because Philip K. Dick yeah. stuff is He's not a good writer. He's like, he's. I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> all right, I say this about William Gibson as well, so that come at me, everyone. But <laughs> come at me. He is not a good writer. He's like a great ideas person, like phenomenal ideas, and I love both like, well, I've only read Nora Mance for Gibson, but it's the same mm-hmm. thing. I love the ideas. I think they're phenomenal, but not not the best writer. Yeah, you know, no, that's suffer from the sci-fi problem. A lot of these pulp, that's maybe an unfair word. Pulp is not quite, you know, I disagree with that actually, so I'll take that back. But, <laughs> but you know, they suffer. They're, they're not Burroughs, you know. They're, mm-hmm. not, they're not actually like really talented writers who are delving into sci-fi. They're like sci-fi writers mm-hmm. who are... Yeah. Did you, do you think the film is a good adaptation? I think it's a phenomenal adaptation. I think it does everything yeah. an adaptation should do. It, it completely utilizes the medium and changes yeah. the story to suit. And, and every fucking sci-fi movie oh. after twenty years after still looks like yeah. yeah. Later on, totally. unfortunately, like Philip K. Dick passed away like right before right before yeah. it came out properly. But he did see bits of it, I think, and he proved of it, which is great. I mean, That's would, always good to you? hear. You like, can't um, see that opening of like yeah. you know Los Angeles they're like oh shit like, you did it yeah. yeah he also sold uh Harrison Ford as Deckard and was just like that's that's like Han Solo is playing that's my guy more than I could ever imagine Deckard being like he's here he's oh, real uh, he came up with the idea of the novel in um 1962 when he was researching the man in the high castle which deals mm. with uh, Nazis conquering the planet in the 1940s uh he had been granted access to archive World War II Gestapo documents in the University of California at Berkeley. And he came across diaries written by SS men stationed in Poland, which he found almost unreadable in their casual cruelty and lack of human empathy. Uh, One sentence in which particularly troubled him was, we are kept awake at night by the cries of starving children. Dick was so horrified by the sentence that he reasoned that there was obviously something wrong with the man. Um, and then he led him to hypothesize that Nazism is, uh, in general, was was a defective group mind, a mind so emotionally flawed that the word human could not be applied to them. Their lack of empathy was so pronounced that Dick reasoned that he couldn't be referred to as human beings, uh, even though their outward appearance seemed to indicate that they were human. So that's so this is like the, the first thing, thing of spring, replicant yeah. androids and right. what it what it yeah. means to be human. And yeah. in the book, he actually called them androids and Andes, um, mm. but they thought that that would sound a little too comical. So like the writer, David Webb Peoples, uh, his daughter, Rosa, or sorry, Risa, uh, she was studying microbiology and biochemistry and she introduced her father the story of uh, the theory of replication. So that's where mm. the idea of replication replicant came from. Or they call them, don't, don't they call them synthetic? Or is that another movie? Um, they might mention that they're synthetic. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of simps in yeah. Blade Runner though. Hey, I set <laughs> you up for that. A lot of sense. Uh, the Voight contest that was uh, from Cambridge mathematician Alan Turing. Uh, mm. His uh, 1951 paper proposed that a test called the Imitation Game that might finally settle the issue of machine intelligence. That was a movie. Yeah, they made the movie in 2014. <laughs> they made that a movie. Benedict uh, Cumber <laughs> Cucumber Patch. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, but yeah, the film suffered at the box office because it opened, like we said in the Thing episode, on the same day as the Thing, but also like just a week or two after ET came out. And it's not that, every not film movie. suffered. Ooh. Every film suffered during that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it did. It was praised for its visual style, 
and uh, the word of mouth about the film. It got like cult status, obviously, and it also it did get critical praise. Does it even good, count but... as cult anymore? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, once you, know, you do like a big budget sequel to it, it's cult because it wasn't popular at first, but then you know, yeah, no, it, it grew, it grew, it grew. But at this point, it's just, popular, it's just yeah. like it would, it, it's an institution in itself, yeah. in many ways, isn't it? It would have died if not just like yeah. a small group of people just kept being like, no, trust me, this is a good movie. Just give yeah. it, just give it some time. It's such a good like. It's one of those films that really synthesizes a whole bunch of ideas together in yeah. like perfect unisons and coherence. I mean, that, I'm saying that from the cut I've watched. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's detailed yeah. and ambiguous. Yeah. And it's just like, for instance, like the score is just so perfect. Van, the yeah, visuals Van, are so perfect. Van, Van Jealous. Van Jealous. Jealous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. You say yeah. tomato? I don't I know. Think <laughs> Correct us. Is it, it's I, the new Bro or Bro? I think Jealous. Probably Gellis. Van Gellis? Van Jealous? Bro or Bros? What's that? Uh, bro, bro or <laughs> uh, bro, <laughs> Bros or Bros? Yeah. Bros or Bros oh, or Bros? Right. Yeah. Bros, bros. Vangelis, Vangelis, Vangelis. I said that I've got the cuts. I'll quickly go through them real quick. So originally it was released in 1982. The original work print. It was a. Uh, it failed an audience test and it wasn't actually released. But there was no voiceover. There was no happy ending. But there was also no unicorn dream. Yeah, that um, came back for the final cut. San Diego sneak peek preview uh, version in 1982 is the same as the U.S. theatrical release, but it featured three extra scenes that had never been seen before or since, uh-huh. not even including the final really? cut. So three mystery scenes out there. But I don't know the if they Harley ever got ready. It's probably on a TV print yeah, somewhere. But. Uh, there was the 1982 U.S. theatrical le- release, which we were talking about a little bit earlier, that has the voiceovers with Harrison Ford's. It has the happy ending uh, with Deckard and Rachel driving all through the countryside. Yeah, which is to, ridiculous. Did you know that scene? They used a bit from The Shining that was never used in the, the ending. Like, uh, what? Sorry, the like, opening credit scroll of The Shining. Like B roll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that B roll that just got thrown out. They used that. They just well, even recycled the it. The unicorn stuff is from Legend, right? That other movie Ridley Scott made with like Tom Cruise, oh, which yeah, is like yeah. a fantasy movie. Mm. Right. It was like B-roll that he well, had from that. Like Hawthorne just like roaming through the forest. Yeah. yeah, so there was no unicorn dream in that either. 1982 international release. Basically, there was a lot, a lot more violence that was cut out of the theatrical version in the U.S., there's a U.S. broadcast version, which is probably the worst version ever because it was heavily edited to uh, tone down the violence and the nudity. It was a different text scroll Damn at the beginning, man. and then someone else other than Harrison Ford was narrating the beginning, <laughs> and it was basically just beating the audience over the head with information yeah. about, like, oh, what's going like on? Like, you have to explain, you have to spoon feed. <laughs> yeah. And then in 1992, there's the director's cut, which I guess some people like, but um, it wasn't, like, really Scott wasn't fully in control of it, but there's no voiceovers, there's no happy ending, so it's very similar to the, the final cut. Um and it also included the unicorn dream for the first time, which suggested that Deckard himself could be a replicant. Yeah, and you need that. Yeah. Um, and then in 2007, finally, the final cut came out. And it's pretty much the same as the director's cut. Plus, it has a new scene of Deckard playing the piano and outside the club. And then also a lot of technical improvements and stuff with uh, special effects. So yeah, that's the cut that Ridley Scott says that he agrees with. He also says that Deckard is a replicant. But Harrison Ford says something different. He says the opposite. Yeah, he doesn't believe it. But I love it because they <laughs> when they did the sneak call, I thought it's like, oh, yeah. they're gonna just for having Harrison Ford in it, they've answered it. But then yeah. they make you doubt it again in the sequel mm-hmm. and they leave it open. It's a really good way to do it. But it's fitting as it 
we said that uh, it's a November film, mm-hmm. November 2019. This film is set in, actually, so it's fitting that we're showing it in November from Friday the 1st. Uh, also, Rucker Howard recently passed away earlier this year. Oh, so pay him pace. Yeah, rest in peace, Rucker Howard. He's amazing in this film. He's really, one really of the best great. like anti-villains ever. Oh, he's ever. phenomenal. Yeah, one um, of the best monologues uh, at the end, which is like improvised. Yeah, he improvised that, which is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah so, you hear that. Yeah, it's in the rain, man. I'll say, yeah, showing from Friday the 1st of November. Like I said, it's also in the double feature uh, in, what is it, Monday? Did I say Monday? The 4th yeah. of November. Yeah, It's great. You should see it. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. And if you've seen it, yeah. watch it. It's good to watch on a big yeah. screen. It took it's, me a while. Yeah, no, you got to, yeah, watching it in the big screen. It's kind of the way to go. I've seen it so many times here. Yeah. And it slowly convinced yeah. me how great it I was. I kind of want to stay away from it, though, as an usher. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, 2001, like, I have to be in a very, like, I have to be a customer. Exactly. I, yeah. You know. Otherwise, you get bored by it. And you get well, you grow yeah, resentful you of be, the movie. You want to be, like, meditative. Yeah. It's, like, quite, they're quite meditative sort of things, and it's yeah. very hard. I did see it work. quite a bit when we showed it, like, when the, I think BFI did a big re-release back in 2015 of the final cut, mm-hmm. and uh, I did have to usher it quite a few times but it was cool i mean i hadn't seen it in a long time so it was nice to see it again i think like i the last time i had seen it before was probably around uh, 2007 when the it came out came out um so yeah that was cool but yeah um moving on what did you want to come talk to us about big boy mr robert smith of um, the cure <laughs> yeah well the absolute wonderful chaotic evil dead trilogy to be perfectly <laughs> somehow blunt but also taking my sweet time about it um, yeah to be perfectly honest with you yeah i want to talk about you with that. The Evil Dead trilogy. It also shows this Friday, the first of November, at six thirty-five p.m. All three films: Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn, Dead I by Dawn. It's called Dead and by Dawn. Army of Darkness. I think nowadays it's actually just called Evil Dead Two, but yeah, originally yeah, yeah, yeah. it was released as Dead by Dawn. Um, oh, and Evil Dead Three, Army of Darkness. It was actually called uh, Army of Darkness. The Medieval Dead here in the UK, apparently. Ah. Which is a bad mm. title. The Medieval yeah. Do you get it? Do you get yeah. it? I'll you get it. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. Thank <laughs> you. 
don't care what happens to her. She's your girlfriend. You take care of her. So Evil Dead, we have Ash Williams, played by Bruce Campbell. His girlfriend and three pals travel to a cabin in the woods for a fun night away. There, they find an old book, the Necronomicon, Ex Mortis. <laughs> His text reawakens the dead when it's read aloud. The friends inadvertently release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives or become one of the evil dead. Ash watches his friends become possessed and must make a difficult decision before daybreak to save his own life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dude. (laughs) Metal. So metal. So black metal. It's, it's, Uh, it's, Such a fun film, right? Fucking so much fun. I love how I love different David each of these are. We're going to go through them as quick as we can. But, I mean, because we... Unfortunately, we're going to run out of time. But, um, yeah, good God. They're so fun. And they're so all so different. That's different. the thing. You're just like... So similar to... Okay, so like the first one is <laughs> I mean, like, the first two are the same, but... Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, well, they they're are, not, but they yeah. somehow managed to have a completely different tone. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about and, Yeah, because yeah. the first one is like actually pretty... Scary. Yeah, I mean, it's you always kind of when I've, whenever I look back on the Evil Dead and I, I think of it, <laughs> I'm like, days. I'm like, oh, they're fucking jokes, isn't they? And then I <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. the first one, and I'm like, it just, it's, it's terrifying. so you're intense. Thinking, yeah, you're thinking <laughs> it's of just, two or always. you get like what 15, 20 minutes of build up, and then it's just like, here we go, splatter, Yeah, it's like he's throwing the camera. It's so good, you know, where they'll be like. There'll be demons, and then they'll be like, "Oh, Ash, thank you, you saved me." And he's like, "Oh, honey, you're back, thank you." And then yeah. just like, from the floor, yeah. I think they're amazing because not only like you're saying tonally different each film, mm-hmm. but then they're also like just the the way like the character Ash. Like just his his he grows so much yeah, between from the, the like films. the first shot to like yeah. the last shot of the the third film. Yeah, because like, the first film he's like he's a, he's a complete he's the dork. wimp. Yeah, he's the wimp. Scott you, is the, wimp the, the badass. Yeah. Yeah. Although Scott's badassery gets called into question immediately when he walks <laughs> up onto the porch and that swing is just beaten against the fucking. Yeah the side of the house and he goes to get the key and he's just like looking Shaking, back yeah, and, oh yeah because yeah. none like, of okay. them are in control at all. Yeah, exactly. but then like yeah just ash grows <laughs> into this like absolute yeah frankly i think it's quite a harrowing portrayal of one man's descent into like madness just absolute nihilism I think it's he different. stops giving a fuck <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean it's he's so, so quick to brandish like a fucking yeah. shotgun and yeah. turn his arm into chainsaw. a chainsaw yeah because uh, he's still managed. spitting out the one line yeah the still, first film everything groovy. he spends the whole time like just battling like it says the the decision he has to make that decision and that's to like is he going to kill his girlfriend yeah like just chop yep. her head off and yeah. he's so worried about it and later on he's in the second like, film and the third film off. he's like lop yeah fuck off. it yeah. Left and right. get, yeah get fucking who this. needs heads yeah who needs heads uh sam well, Raimi. everybody want <laughs> here we go, <laughs> there, here you we go. go. there you go <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Sam Raimi shot a short film called Within the Woods mm. yeah. uh, to act as a prototype for his uh, feature debut, which also starred Bruce Campbell. Uh, it did the trick uh, because it was able. He was able to raise about ninety thousand dollars necessary to make the film. Although he had to continue, continue, continue to yeah. get more money for this yeah. thing. It I think sounds like it was, was a like real. 300, 400, it, it sounds like the first two films were like actually pretty nasty to yeah. make, like yeah. really grueling, horrible yeah. processes. By the sounds of it, He's still trying to yeah. remake that one. <laughs> they shot on location in a remote cabin in Morristown, Tennessee, and like yeah, that that just proved really difficult for the whole cast and crew because it was cold. Uh, they were spraying everyone with like fucking caro syrup. Like, yeah, yeah. There was more blood baths than gangrels brewed, giving everyone hey. blood baths and fucking nineties WWE. I mean, it was nuts. I mean, like <laughs> so many blood baths, and everyone's just cold, and they're just like, just sick and just miserable. Yeah. Also, like we said in the Shining episode, sometimes directors like to fuck with people. Yeah. To get a better reaction out of people, and Sam Raimi is known for doing that. Is this about the ankle? business yeah there's a bit of that i don't i don't know this well like bruce campbell like just twisted his ankle or something and um when they were making the first one <laughs> the first one yeah, yeah. And, and he just kept him going well Raimi would apparently beat it with a stick before oh, it takes <laughs> it. but i think bruce, honestly i think bruce campbell was quite into it i, I mean right, if you bruce. look into the yeah if you look into it like he seems as much a he part of the me. making oh, of yeah, the yeah. film as yeah, Sam yeah, Raimi yeah. ever was as well. Like Apparently he put money, like he put his parents' house up or whatever um, <laughs> in order to get like some more money to continue the film. Well, I guess it worked yeah. out, didn't I mean, it? Sam Raimi I mean, yeah. like giving him his career and his character. Yeah, totally. And Speaking of getting a career out of something, <laughs> did you know that Joel Cohen got his first break as an assistant editor on the film? That's so Of Joel sick. and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers. I did not know that. Yeah, before he became an Oscar-winning... Uh, director, you know he, he never uh, he never topped the Evil Dead. He is no, no. I'll say it now. Let's <laughs> get that out of the way. Let's make that very with... clear. Hot takes. Um, but yeah, he was inspired by Raimi's DIY filmmaking. He and his brother Ethan decided to um, pitch a trailer for Blood Simple, the way Raimi did with Within the Woods to get money. So yeah, and now that's very common speaking, practice. Even funnier, Dan Hidea starred in Blood Simple, right? Bruce Campbell starred in the trailer, the two-minute trailer. <laughs> Blood Simple. For Blood Simple. I like to think out there there is a world where Bruce Campbell became like one of the biggest stars <laughs> of all time. He deserves it. Yeah. I was saying that last night, actually, because I was I watched Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness back-to-back last night. And I was Evil looking at Julia, my wife. I was just like, how, how was he not like, the biggest leading man like he's so, he's so good, good. He's so and he's so, so likeable he's such a good actor yeah. he's genuinely such good actor. face the like, bit where he oh fights God. his own Drunk hand chin in the game yeah. is like <laughs> when he fights his own yeah. hand that is yeah. actually phenomenal That's physical he, yeah. could, he could have been in wrestling like yeah, watching sure. that like it, him throwing himself around oh you're right it's like how they always say Charlie Chaplin was the greatest wrestler of all time he may well Bruce, have been exactly Bruce Campbell oh, Bruce Campbell versus Charlie Chaplin dream match yeah at SummerSlam you know, we're talking about some slapsticky humor. Um, Sam Raimi and I guess Bruce Campbell, for that uh, matter, they were big Stooges, Three Stooges fans, um, and they coined the sense. term "fake shimp" for this <laughs> film. What did they coin? So, fake shimp. So, it's a it's a term 
that was applied to something that already existed. It's using a stand-in basically for someone who has already got the part, who's already been in the film, but mm-hmm. they've left filming and stuff. So okay. they need to complete the film and they just have a stand-in for them. And they had to do it quite a bit because this film <laughs> took a long time to make and they kept running out of money and they kept abandoning bits and there was lots of budget issues and delays and all that so yeah they had people like bruce campbell rob tapered uh josh ba- uh becker uh his assistant david goodman and his brother ted ramey oh, um, yeah yeah they're all fake shimps and you can see that in the credits you'll see in all the films fake shimps it gets used a lot but that's yeah that's funny. it's that, a, that's a big term now and it was all because of this there's <laughs> a really good bit with uh i think ted ramey was in apparently like this insanely hot a suit where he's playing one of the evil dead there's a bit where he leans over to the side and if you pause oh, yeah. it just right there's a stream of sweat pouring yeah yeah out. yeah that's when he plays henrietta in the second one right yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> i really i, I really rate ted uh yeah ted ramey he he's, he's in, in twin Spider-Man. peaks as well yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man movie. i think he shows up in yeah isn't he so. like the probably that the guy who works for the yeah, bugle he, who he's in coming. the bugle yeah he yeah, works yeah. And I'm like bugle. he looks like sam ramey yeah, like, yeah no they look like sp- and then he's also window mel kills him in twin peaks as well and he's like he plays this like metal head sort of like drunk metal head dude who's in a giant chest piece yeah he's like where's the beer man you told me there'd be beer he's like oh don't worry i already talked about my love for intruder as well um yeah i think you were on it uh and that's this like really amazing 80s slasher film about like a killer on the loose in a grocery store and I used to work in a grocery work store, in and it just—I it, loved it. And, is that uh, Ted? Is that Sam? So? Uh, Sam Raimi, Sam I think, Raimi. helped write it, and Ted Raimi's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Sick. plays like this guy who's just in the back chopping meat and stuff, and he's just got like <laughs> headphones on the whole time, and he's like singing along. It's so fucking great. Like, and he just doesn't even know what's going on. He's just doing all sorts of stuff, and there's all this crazy shit going on behind him, and he has no idea. It's great. And also, the guy who plays um, uh, what's his name, like Jake or something like that, in the second film, in Evil Dead Two the hillbilly guy oh, you know, yeah. with Bobby Joe um, he's he's in Intruder as well and I was just like oh god yeah oh, I, I, should, like, I, I like that he uses this film out. yeah I like that he uses the same people yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, mean, it's really cool. I love it. I mean I, to be perfectly honest like Sam Raimi's like punk as fuck to yeah, be honest punk, the way yeah. he's like handled himself and he keeps it quite I don't know you know it's like it so started fun. so and yeah. he's still here like, I mean, what, like the only the, yeah. you know he's still doing Evil Dead he's doing the show which also yeah, really good. Ash versus the Evil Dead. I, I recommend ask you guys if you've seen it. I, I, seen I it saw yet, a bit of it. I I struggle with TV shows in general. Yeah. So. I, I saw the first season. I thought it was really mm. good. It's more tonally, more like oh, Army of Darkness, yeah, yeah, more yeah. than anything. So if you, yeah. it depends on your leanings they in really, the series. They, some people, they did though. They followed through that notion that Ash is now like basically he's like completely got such bad PTSD. Literally, yeah. Doesn't give a fuck about it. And he's very yeah. quick to pull out a shotgun. Yeah, always. And, and so they've also made him like a sex addict by the looks yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. He's got a lot of problems <laughs> I mean, on that show. Not, eh, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of is obviously a bit of that. Like, he's just very easy of like, give me some sugar, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just oh, like yeah. throwing his girls aside. Yeah, by, by Army of Darkness, yeah. he is very He's, a, he's a cartoon You're all going to die. He's yeah. a fucking yeah. I like, personally, I like how those movies... Evolved. Yeah, yeah, some people do. I think totally. Some people prefer. Like, I, that's why I think Evil Dead Two is probably the best. It's the perfect like middle yeah, ground. I agree. Definitely. It's genuinely scary, but still really funny, yeah. and it's and got the, oh, just some of the most that insane moment, yeah. where I think it's his girlfriend gets out of the grave, 
and dances yeah. with like these really surreal kind of practical effects that like board that's somewhere in between like funny and horrifying yeah and just like that's what you want to keep you uh yeah either real bad experience watching that on acid once it's <laughs> like that scene in particular really like really got to it <laughs> yeah those movies are like oh yeah we should drop out and watch evil dead and you would immediately regret it just yeah, for the yeah, fucking yeah. camera work yeah. with yeah. like just running through yeah, the forest and shit chasing you the well, whole time yeah, yeah. i don't know why people, people still, do that people i haven't seen that replicated like yeah well, ever since they were trying to go for these like sort of steady cam things where they were using these really like <laughs> shitty, rigs. shitty rigs that they made out of like pieces of wood and stuff they were just sliding down and yeah. like apparently the shot at the beginning where the the evil dead is like coming across yeah. the pond i mean it's just like sam raimi's inside of a dinghy or something yeah, yeah. And, and bruce campbell's just pushing him <laughs> I mean, it's great it's so punk that's like thing. yeah no and it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a small group of people's will yeah. just smashed onto camera by mm-hmm. any means you know, necessary yeah. 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 it's just done. like it's like yeah. actually like this is a film that yeah. really like could only be made by sheer just like they and, and it's in the film it's so much fun because there's so much care yeah, gone into yeah, it they're you know, having and fun and you do well I'm, yeah I mean sometimes you hear they're amazing. not but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's fun because yeah. they all obviously care about it so they just much. want to make this amazing splatter film and you they know, fucking just, did and they, they, made, did, they yeah. made like you know probably my favourite like uh, the thing I do prefer the thing but the Evil Dead is like close second of for body just, horror sort of stuff no just like just horror just yeah. horror the first yeah. one in all honesty first Evil Dead. the second is second my favourite yeah. yeah, but yeah. the first the first and the second are like they kind of go hand in hand yeah. they do what, like well the two same, is essentially a remake same, yeah, yeah no it is and it's how remakes should be, should be. it's yeah. like literally someone being like oh right I'm going to get a bigger budget and I'm going to yeah. do everything I would have wanted to do and I'm going to do it better the film was originally titled Book of the Dead. And uh, when he came, when Sam Raimi came across uh, Irvin Shapiro, who was responsible for getting distribution for films like uh, George A. Romero's 9-11 Dead, mm. Shapiro convinced him that it sounded boring. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, it does. And he was like, you don't want anything that sounds like it's got a literary reference yeah. or something. I don't want to read, I mean, man. even calling it like Necronomicon would have been yeah. a better idea than like the Book of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they've eventually set, settled on the Evil Dead. Um, That's Shapiro, an appropriate term, yeah. title. Shapiro helped uh, Raimi get distribution like in the international markets, and he also helped him get it into Cannes. Um, Is that Cannes? And while it screened at Cannes, Stephen King saw it. And uh, he gave the film a rave review, which translated into many more critics flocking to the film and also giving it uh, reviews and stuff, which opened the doors to New Line Cinema distributing the film. So, yeah. And it screened here at the Prince Charles Cinema back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't this one of the only places you could see it? Yeah. There's a picture of the radiograph in the front of the building all decked out with Evil Dead stuff. I'll post that when this episode goes out. Also, uh, there was a really funny little... uh, like telegram sort of message that Shapiro sent out to like different people. I think he sent it to New Line, but it was about how it played here at the Prince Charles Cinema and how much money it had taken. It's really, like, it's really cool. Um, but it was used as an advert 
for the film. They just like, like we played it in London and it yeah. made lots of money. I've seen some weird <laughs> trailers cool. for this, and I have a feeling because like back then you literally couldn't really get away with showing yeah a lot of the content anything, of the film. Yeah. So I think it, it's kind of like that Pink yeah. Flamingos trailer where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't learn any, and it's just yeah, people's no reaction to it. That's yeah, the best. Yeah. Oh man, that was a that like, was a fucking weird film. Well, that was the film, yeah. wasn't it? I'd rather it's, go into a film like that, man. I wish more films would do that. Like yeah, no, trailers, so no, trailers, now it's the opposite. Now yeah, fucking show you the whole thing because they're worried that you're going to lose interest. Yeah, no no one does that anymore yeah. though. And if they do, you're kind of like, you're calling their bullshit you know yeah. it's not going to be shocking. And you know, gonna... you know. You they show you tell. the whole film in the first 15 seconds of that pre-trailer trailer thing. You know, exactly. like, I hate yeah, that. I hate what that the, so Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's the thing from yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Because, a trailer for a trailer. Because you have a countdown, you have three seconds before yeah. you can skip it. So they want to show you the trailer and then you'll go, so you'll be like, oh, I'll actually watch yeah, the full two minutes. they put that when I've typed in... <laughs> Um, random film official <laughs> yeah. trailer. Fine they don't to need watch to show me like a free second trailer. They should, <laughs> I'm watching the trailer in an advert yeah. or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I'm already there. But mate. you get trailers before trailer. It's just a god. <sighs> well, the first film ended up making uh, 2.7 million dollars at the box office. That's a good turnover. Yeah, which is pretty good because I think by the by the it end of the cut day, like it was, twenty dollars. It was like three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand dollars by the end with all the money that they were putting into like. On top extra of money yeah, yeah. the budget blah 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 like to get it released theatrically and out international and all that so yeah i mean that's pretty good and it became a bit of a cult classic um there was a lot going on with sam raimi like trying to make films he was doing this film uh with the coens like they wrote a film i, I can't remember what it's called right now uh, but he was having a lot of trouble just like getting, getting his, stuff his stuff off the ground. And they were kind of like, well, there's always Evil Dead too. And I think he was kind of it's, a bit reluctant at first. And then he just decided to go for it. Thank God he did. Yeah. yeah. So Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. <laughs> Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the theater of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead. second film in the Evil Dead series is part horror and part comedy. Picking up where Ash, Bruce Campbell, again, alone in the cabin battling uh, the Evil Dead himself, and he's slipping into madness slowly. Um, <laughs> fucking slowly. Him just smiling at the camera covered in blood. Um, before the daughter of an archaeologist, her boyfriend, and then two others arrive at the cabin in search of the archaeologist. Stop going, Stop going to this cabin. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, a lot of people were saying like, oh, is it? they were confused if it was like a remake or a sequel. And Bruce, Bruce Campbell's just like, well, we didn't own the rights to the first film. New Line Cinema owned them. And this was like a Dino D. Uh, D. Lauren, uh, oh, De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis, yeah. yeah. Dino De Laurentiis, sorry. Oh, he he he's say the Lauren fucking best. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. He produced so much good shit. Yeah, so he was like, yeah, we had to retell the story. We had to remake the beginning. We had to get new actors to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so they just changed a little bit. It went from being like five people in the at the beginning to mm. just two, and then <laughs> and then they added... <laughs> Shit, the fact. four more people. Yeah. So why not? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Campbell said that it's a requel. <laughs> now that's he very common. Like fucking well, Force Awakens in the requel. Yeah. Mm, so there you go. Well, now, so. But like I was saying, he was having issues getting the film made and stuff. So uh, Stephen King was like back again. Uh, Laurentis was doing was producing Max Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, Laurentis <laughs> was doing yeah. that, and uh, Stephen King directed that. Classic film, go classic. see it. Classic. We should do a Stephen King all night. Have we done that? Yeah, we've done a couple. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maximum Overdrive might have actually been in there as well. That's why I was thinking. The I only think one that I'm he's ever directed. Okay. We should do another one. Because I want I need to watch um, Christine as well. But yeah, he he convinced uh De Laurentiis to to fund the film. So he loved Evil Dead. So Evil Dead 2 got off the ground. Hated the shining, but loved Evil Dead. Oh, Stephen King. Yeah. 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 So Fair. originally, uh, <laughs> Raimi wanted like the sequel that, to feature Ash thrown back into medieval times, but he was only on allowed that idea, a three point six million dollar budget, worry, so it Daisy. had to be scrapped. The You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, he did end up obviously putting that at the end. They mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, just in case, yeah. let's do it." Thank God. I um, I wanted more yeah, of him just the same story. being thrown around time. It, it, yeah, it is, is, but it's like yeah. slightly different. But who it's gives different. a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah. Plot is irrelevant to these yeah. films. Like they're just. You know, they're just there to sort of like... It's in the fucking title. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he enlisted his old friend Scott Spiegel to help write the screenplay. Um, so Ash's fight with the disembodied hand that you mentioned earlier is amazing. Uh, that was based on a film that Spiegel made as a teenager called Attack of the Helping Hand, <laughs> which uh, starred Bruce Campbell I'm as the hand. Of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so the, yeah, there's a lot of funny little bits they were doing with that. Spiegel had a lot of humor... There was a lot of humor that uh, Sam Raimi brought to the table as well. And even Bruce Campbell, they all sort of envisioned themselves doing comedy, I think. And they were just like, mm. well, you know, horror makes a lot of money. That's a sort of entry level way into films. And they were like, we're doing a splatter but, film. But horror is funny. This is my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. the ones I like have to have a bit of humor in it because otherwise they get really bored. Yeah, yeah. You, then you're just watching stupid I people mean, die. You know, not, not always. Not always. I don't obviously. agree with that as a blanket. That is a universal statement, statement, but but yeah, Which I think films movie, like that, the yeah, least. they need a sense of humor, and this one's like fucking on point. Yeah, well, uh, one of the best things that was brought to the table uh, was with the comedy was probably like some of the visual jokes they had, um, particularly, which is apparently I think it was a Spiegel idea, where during the fight with the hand, uh, Ash traps his rogue hand under a like a bucket and a pile of books or a pot and a pile of books. Yeah. And the book on top is a farewell to arms. <laughs> Such a great, oh man. See, they fucking laugh so stole hard. that for I've Silver seen that so many times, but yeah. it just still makes me laugh so hard. That's Cause really you're kind funny. of like, you're just so mesmerized <laughs> by this insane fight that he's having with himself. It's pre uh liar, liar. 
And I was like, me and Julia were sitting there just saying, like, man, he has a real Jim Carrey face at times. That like really, yeah, he like, can so control many, yeah, he could have taken those. Yeah, um, that's that dark, the dark eyebrows, the thick dark eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like a cartoon character, and he, he has does. this amazing he, fight with himself. He's <laughs> the shit of himself. Yeah, he fucking does. He goes for it, and it's, that, it's, it's such a good physical performance, mm-hmm. especially in that part where he's fighting is that also when the moose head is or the at the deer head is going absolutely yeah crazy. yeah yeah it's like a peewee's yeah. playhouse almost as well yeah, the, whole, right. the whole house is just going mental and he's just like, ah! like oh, up and down it's, it's just so good so much yeah. fun i've always said as well like i kind of like to think sometimes that when the, when they're possessed they've they've still got themselves inside them and they're yeah. just like enjoying it as much as the demons are. Because yeah. those demons yeah, yeah, are having yeah. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I have to be in a horror film, like, that one. take me there. Like, Because I'll be like fucking like... <laughs> 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 you know, like well, that's the thing. I think there's a, there's a lot going on there with that, you know, because as it goes on, as more demented as Ash gets, he he seems to enjoy inflicting as much damage on the deadites as he the really deadites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what I mean. He just yeah, loses he loves it. it. And he's like, you have oh, to. You want to fucking go, yeah. baby? Yeah. Like, groovy. Um, speaking of things being inside of you, possession, blah blah blah, or just where you going, men? Uh, there's a little homage to uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Did you guys know this? No. And, and Evil Dead Two. When Ash goes to the tool shed to get the chainsaw and stuff, Freddy Krueger's glove is hanging up on the wall. No. And you can see it twice in the film. And this is because in A Nightmare on Elm Street, on like on a television, the Evil Dead is playing in the film. Oh, the yeah. fact that's so like it's a bit of handing like, it back. Homage, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. man. If you do a Nightmare episode, please can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> that we talked about it a little bit, I think, earlier but you know we didn't do oh could we did the mouth yeah, yeah but um but yeah i mean that's like it's bruce campbell's favorite of the trilogy as well mm, i think it's probably fair. my favorite as well I, although i love army of darkness yeah army but it's a totally different base. and silly it is it's, it's just a comedy at that point. yeah yeah i mean it's yeah it's not really scary i mean it's got horror it's not trying to be yeah, yeah. element yeah 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 i mean that's the perfect so synthesis like you know it falls between comedy and horror perfectly because yeah. it is it's intense like it is really crazy it is intense. still very very and it's like you sort of if you, i think if you take a bit of a it's very easy to get caught up in all the fun but if you take a step back it's actually a pretty fucking horrifying portrayal of just yeah, one dude absence <laughs> is just, just like ruined and forever. And it is just one dude. Yeah. yeah. The whole, yeah, every, all three is. movies. They, they, like, they get rid of everyone pretty quickly yeah. and like let him just sort of. Yeah, that's what's kind of cool about it is because he's like supposed to be this sort of like hero character, but he's thrust into it and he quickly has to turn into like this hero he against his own. Like he's very ruthless. And also he doesn't really save anyone. Like everyone <laughs> dies. True. So no, it's, he never it's saves good. anyone, I yeah. don't think. Um, it made $5.9 million at the box office. We have to quickly get into Army of Darkness real quick. Go for it. In an age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. At a time of evil. When the world needed a hero. The swallow us all. What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped 
in the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, when the army spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Director of Darkman. Comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Or, I didn't tell you guys this one because I wanted to save it. AKA Captain Supermarket in Japan. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think kept I that one in my that. back pocket. I think I that's, that one. that's a bit weird, yeah. isn't it? Because that's a reference to the ending. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking spoilers. Hey, he's a he's uh It's Esmar at the beginning as well. They is do. Oh, they do. A re- no. Yeah, they do. They put it at the beginning. Um, they recreate again the what the events of the film, and you also have. A third actress playing Linda, and it's Bridget Fonda, <laughs> and a, the craziest huh. cameo ever. She was supposed to have a bigger role, but apparently they just didn't have time or budget or whatever. But yeah, um, the, there's an S Mart bit at the beginning. I, don't remember. I, don't like, remember I used to work that. at S Mart, like you know, I used to work in you know in retail or whatever. And it's like shop smart, shop S Mart. And then he he brings it up a lot through the film as well. Like he does, yeah. at, the, at the beginning when he's uh, when he's got his. His shotgun, and he's like, uh, when he takes boom over, stick. his this is my boomstick. <laughs> it retails for one nineteen ninety nine at S Mart. You know, yeah, it's yeah, made yeah, in yeah. Michigan or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, uh, Army of Darkness. Ash, Bruce Campbell again. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> I got a recall now. <laughs> he, he finds himself trapped in medieval times in the year of thirteen hundred A.D. After he is believed to be the chosen one who would lead the people to the victory over the Deadites. He must quest for the Necronomicon, which is his only key to getting home. Unfortunately, he releases the evil trapped inside the book and unleashes an army of the dead. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, he's got to stop fucking around with that book. Yeah, yeah literally, yeah, it's like really two movies getting away from it, another movie getting back to it, and it's just it's never good news. So like all um, third films in a trilogy, great trilogies, Sam Raimi decided to go back in time. Uh, <laughs> back to the Future 3. Back to the Future 3. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Why? Yeah, why was this a thing? <laughs> That's not a great and film, not, I'm sorry. And these are all I the words to bring that of up. the trilogy. <laughs> it's the thing, it, it yeah. follows so many tropes of yeah. what, like fading franchises, but mm. just manages to keep its head like... It's yeah. also the kind of the plot of uh, My Name is Bruce, which he made like years later, which oh, is yeah. like him on some original island, and they think he's like Ash. They think he's legit like action hero, and oh, they need yeah, him to yeah. save them. And he's like, no, no, it's like three amigos sort of yeah. plot to it. Well, it draws a lot of references from literature. You have like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by uh, uh, Mark Twain. There's Jonathan Swift's Gulliver's Travels. 
there's uh, in films like uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Jason and the Argonauts. Also, The Three Stooges is even more prevalent in this, and then also Conan the Barbarian. So there's a lot of uh, mm. a lot of references and stuff in the film, particularly like Jason and the Argonauts. My God, the like. I mean, we haven't talked about this enough yet. The the special effects, mm. uh, particularly in the second and third film, you have like Greg Nicotero working on stuff. I mean, these like the skeletons, like stop motion stuff is amazing. The armies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Such a cool film. I mean, and it's done so well. Um, no, it still looks great. It's so because fun. It's practical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that just really sums up the third film. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Like, just fun. You can't. I mean, yeah. Ash is... We've thrown out the horror. There is some bits. Apparently, yeah. like the the in the pit, you know, uh, the pit bitch is what they <laughs> called her. The uh, woman, the first person down in the pit, you see, uh, that was not going to be in the film originally. And then well, they, they originally was only going to be the one monster that Ash fights that you see. That was the monster that came out of the pit, basically. The uh, but the first pit, the pit monster woman, the which they dubbed the pit bitch, apparently, uh, is scared... Uh, Sam Raimi so much when he saw it really he was just like oh that's got to be in the film <laughs> like convinced. I fucking forgot I was making yeah. a horror movie <laughs> yeah um, but speaking of Pit Monsters I had a hardcore punk band called Pit Monsters because of this film really uh, that's how much we that's loved this cool. film yeah, when I, I was I, like I a teenager <laughs> groovy <laughs> Um, but yeah, this film was made after the su- success of uh, Raimi's Dark Man. He was able to get about eleven million dollar. Another was, great. Yeah, film. I was going to yeah. ask where Dark Man fit into yeah, this trilogy. Just before, but um, Dino De Laurentiis uh, in Universal, they he had like a two movie deal, or he had two movies left like, on a deal, and he was just like, oh, Evil Dead, because Evil, Evil Dead Two did really well. So it was Captain just like, yeah, Supermarket. Um, you can see in Ash's <laughs> trunk when he opens up the trunk to get all the supplies and stuff out. Um, there's Fangoria magazine can be seen. Yeah, there. yeah. And that was just a bit of an homage to, uh, to Fangoria for just doing so, so big, much for the original evil dead. Big enough. Yeah, yeah. They were writing about it a lot. Now, yeah. did you guys know that this film was originally going to have a different ending? Yeah. There's two different no, endings no, for it. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was, but so obviously we've got the ending later. where Ash goes back. Uh, he, Again, fucked up the incantation because, <laughs> mm-hmm. of course, a deadite finds its way there. <laughs> it just reminds me of the Treehouse of Horror where Homer had the time-traveling fucking toaster. Oh, and he yeah. just keeps going back to the Jurassic period and, like, stepping on a bug or, like, killing a dinosaur. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, God, like, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. So in the, f- the film's original ending... Uh, Ash miscounts the amount of potion that he's needed to be able to <laughs> yeah, correctly yeah. return to his own time. And as a result, he wakes up in a post-apocalyptic future where human civilization civilization is uh, destroyed. And Dude. he basically just screams in dismay because he like basically overslept. Um, <laughs> uh, Universal Pictures, they objected to the climax, uh, feeling it was too negative in tone. And they want it's it to be fucking, a little bit more optimistic. It's called the Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, so. Evil Dead. You get yeah, fucking yeah. grip. But hey, I mean, you know, when they released Ash vs. the Evil Dead 2, it picked up where this film left off. So exactly. There was a, I guess there the was the idea Literally, that yeah. you could have had a fourth film where it took place in Britain in the future, in the post-apocalyptic future. That would have been, cool. Was, been cool. I just wanted him... I, in the background I wanted stuff. him to just be jumping around yeah. in time after oh, They the could Army have had like a Margaret Thatcher dead on it. <laughs> This film surprisingly did like the biggest the box office. You, you know, um, 
it's funny because like it, it feels the most culty of them all, almost like the most B movie of them all. The most in inside way. inside jokes. Yeah, um, but it ended up doing twenty five point five million dollars at the box office, which pretty is pretty good. damn good. Pretty good, yeah. First, did Gemini Man make that much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys um one twenty played Duke Nukem. Yep, as a kid, yeah. Duke Nukem is a really hilarious uh, game that uh, happened. It's not aged well. <laughs> series of games that hasn't aged well. Um, but he borrowed a lot. The character Duke Nukem borrowed a lot of catchphrases from a lot of films, particularly Evil. Army of Darkness, because you have "Come get some," <laughs> "Hail to the King, baby." Yeah, that's the best. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Uh, so yeah, you had all those. But um, Ash was that Ash was that meta prototype yeah, horror yeah. hero when yeah. they were like, like oh fuck Dandy the- Dan or something exactly it, and this was like post like Arnie and Stallone it was like we're getting away from the strong man <laughs> yeah. guy and this was like the first one yeah it's so good though I mean he's films. yeah he's like a fucking cowboy isn't he really yeah, yeah. by the end he becomes because, yeah, he's, because he's like, like a guy who watches these movies and then becomes that guy and then yeah. acts his own way it's like fucking Roddy Piper and they live yeah yeah definitely it's just Oh, such a, and they live appears a lot in Duke Nukem as well. Those yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. bubblegum. I honestly yeah. was very shocked when I watched They Live and f- was like, "Isn't that Duke Nukem's line?" <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> You've done it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was up playing that shit when I was like, I that's know, like six or seven. Yeah, that's essentially like my wife's perspective on like almost any film and stuff it's so great like it's just like oh didn't oh that was like a simpsons thing oh isn't that a wayne's world joke yeah, it's yeah. like no they're parodying <laughs> this. it's like watching uh, uh king of comedy after joker You're yeah like, oh, that's, that's how oh this is like this is a joker okay. right? <laughs> speaking of the joker it's coming i think it's 16th like the eighth in the yeah. irishman irishman's from the eighth yeah Irishman's is coming. I I promised Uh-oh. that we were trying. So oh, Irishman I'm, is coming. I'm so psyched for Irishman. It's gonna be yeah, my new too. favorite movie. <laughs> Joe Pesci, like Joe Pesci. God, yeah, can you, you know, you I can, pray to Joe Pesci. And you can <laughs> and you can watch it. I watch uh, it every uh, day. Every day. Robin turned off by the runtime. It's just like I don't need three and a half hours. Is that no four? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, that is this a might fucking be, joke. This might be the only three or four and a half hours you get of Joe. Pesci ever again. So exactly. let's, let's appreciate uh, that's it. That's fine by me. I mean, I like <laughs> Joe Pesci, but like, it's just they're all they're all kind of over the hill, aren't they? Just like fucking let them. Hey, don't 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 yeah. shut don't shit on our parade. We're, we're enjoying <laughs> we're having fun. I mean, you guys, you've had enough. You've had enough of your negative Nancys on this this podcast episode. Um, <laughs> are we doing? Sorry, before we get off Evil Dead, we're not. Are we doing the remake? Uh, not. Well, are we no. screening it? I mean. No, no, uh, no, not that no. I know. Because I'm very curious about watching it, and I talked to Rob about it. He got really. I think the on. first three quarters of it is really good. You made actually. me want to watch it. Yeah, but no, I've heard good things about the the I think, remake. I think Sam Raimi liked it as well. Yeah, yeah. but doesn't Ash's truck? Oh show yeah, up? Ash's car is just yeah. there, so it's like suggested that it's all gone down and that. that <laughs> but these back. these the Deadites are much nastier. Yeah, I think point. it was trying to return legit. Yeah, the it's horror. It's a horror, horror film. It is a horror film. Also, it's going back funny. to create, create basically what could have been done had Sam Raimi had the budget and the technology to do a really insane horror film like that. I mean, mm. you know, to each their own. I mean, but because sometimes I'm like, well, that means that you get rid of a lot of those amazing practical effects, which I absolutely yeah. love, uh, and we talk about it a lot. I get really upset of overly done cgi but yeah. at the same time 
if he kind of approves approves of it, that's great, and it makes me like more interested in seeing it. Um, but I also think like you know, what, where was I going? With <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's unnecessary. You're missing. You're kind of missing yeah. the point. Yeah. It's yeah. Like unnecessary. But it does. It does what you know remakes should do, and it focuses on something different. But again, um, we'd argue that Evil Dead was already remade. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and that focused on something slightly yeah. different, you know, exactly. amped up the comedy. Whereas mm. the Evil Dead remake turns it into like it's not fucking funny at all. <laughs> you know, there's no Ash, there's no like sick characters. It's it's just like it kind of it kind of like strips it back and it's like yeah, yeah but actually get stuck in this situation. It's not funny. No, These yeah, things are, they're psychotic and horrible and. And I think they do that well. It's yeah. not amazing, but I think they do it well. And the last quarter of the film is fucking travesty, but <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. What they well, do I mean, well, they do. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Sam Raimi's work in... I even like Oz, man. <laughs> I really liked it, Wizard of Oz movie. I hadn't seen that. And oh, to be honest, I didn't realize yeah. that he had done it like until Weird. I, I saw something and they were saying, Sam Raimi, he's, you know, Oz is great and powerful. I was like, oh, really? I didn't realize cool, that was him. Man. And Drag, me to, Drag really me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell is amazing. Drag, Drag Me to Hell is good. Yeah. So oh, good. cool. That's a modern horror that I can actually I want to really see Drag Me to Hell might be shown we are on shown. the 30th, we are. the day this episode drops. So if you want to see a really cool film, really I could movie. be wrong. It could be the day before or whatever, but I'm sorry. Soon, yeah. But I think it's the 30th. And if it is, you should go see it because it's amazing. Yeah. It come watch, Listen that, to this episode film, and then run out. That feels like Drag he's trying to you know, revisit Evil Dead. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, sure. Uh, we need to wrap up. Final thoughts. Um, Spider-Man awesome. trilogy is still the best comic book movies ever made. <laughs> man, I fucking love you. <laughs> I do love. I do fucking love. Agree. Yeah, fucking yeah, so Spider-Man Will two is fucking untouchable. Yeah. Back to formula. Back I to love formula. Spider-Man three. To be honest, three. I am. Okay, like three is like partial to it. Three is not a good film. I love emo. I love emo Spider-Man. It's great. Yeah, and Thomas Hayden Church's the Sandman business is genuinely really good. Yeah, but really good. Fuck. Are we going to but... Venom apologize? <laughs> did you know? Oh, wait. Did you know? Because Sam Raimi was originally going to do Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Because Spider-Man yeah, 3 yeah. made all the money. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to open with uh, Spider-Man taking Mysterio to jail. And Mysterio was uh, Bruce Campbell. Ooh. And it would be revealed that every character he played in those movies was the same guy. Oh. So the wrestling oh, announcer yeah. to the usher right, this makes sense. to the waiter. Because yeah. I watched a video. My friend sent me a video the other day of him in the third Spider-Man. I am French. Doing like a um, talking about basically how he gets annoyed when people come up to him like, oh, I loved your cameo in Spider-Man. And he's like, cameo? He's like, in the first film, what did I do? He's like, I, named I named the character. Him, yeah. And he's like, it would have been the human spider. I named a whole billion dollar franchise. The amazing. And, then he's like, and in the second one, and to this day, I'm still the only person who's ever defeated Spider-Man. He did not he's get like, into I, that theater. He didn't get into that theater, yeah. did he? Yeah. Surely. He's like, it's not a uh, cameo. You might want to, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'm important. I love Bruce Campbell. I he's love so good. Campbell. Without Bruce Campbell, this series wouldn't be a thing. I think he's Bubba so, Hotep. He's, I recommend yeah, Bubba, Bubba Hotep. Hotep. That's a really amazing. cool one. So good if you like Evil Dead, Bubba Hotep is amazing. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I just think like, yeah, Bruce Campbell is as important as anything else. But yeah, we need to wrap up. Because Rob needs to go to work. Um, <laughs> Rob's tired. Yeah. Rob is working right now. This is Sorry. a job, full time job. But yeah, um, Rob, anything coming up with you? What's going on? You got any gigs or anything? Oh, I got work. You got work? <laughs> Literally cool. right now. Yeah, I got work. 
All right. Um, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming over. I do have a life. I just don't like talking about no, that's it. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. If you don't want anyone to know about anything, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. We'll leave you <laughs> Mr. Mysterio. You're the real Mysterio. Okay, well, I actually better get to work. So, yeah. Um, um, you wrap it up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Fun. Thanks a lot for coming on again. Um, you all look thank amazing. You've all made such great Yeah, effort. first thing Rob said to me when I got in was that it looked like ash. Oh, yeah, the, the little flip. I had the I was Superman like, if you cut all the back off, yeah. Mm. You would look. And the beard, obviously. But yeah. All right. <laughs> so, there you uh, go, man. Fucking end of the show. Yeah. On your feet, ready to go. Yeah, just, I'm just, just, I need to get the, the popcorn ready. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, Phil, thanks for coming on and joining me. You're welcome. Uh, in this new... This new format, format, the new, I mean, it's the same format really, but the, yeah. new, the new podcast, <laughs> it's not the, the new, new podcast. Pod, oh, you should it's the same it. podcast. The new pod channel. Yeah. We're new just, pod we're just changing things. Yeah. We're just changing things around, but, um, that's fun. Yeah, Thank you for having fun. me. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you on Twitter or Instagram or anything? If you care. I don't care. Uh, I'm always in the print chart if you're in company. Yeah. Um, but thank you for having me. And He's at far away sad on Twitter. Guys. Thank you. And <laughs> great. And that's where I am always in real life. Yeah. Far away from it. Sick. Um, but yeah, hopefully people don't mind the sound of my voice too much. If not, I'll I'll be around. Sick, yeah. Well, you can let us know. You can hit us up at the PCC Podcast on Twitter or at podcast at PrinceCharlesCinema.com via email. Trailer for Blade Runner just popped up behind you. Yeah, we're ready for it. We're, we're ready. ready for Blade Runner. Um, but yeah, I too have to get back to work. So I appreciate everyone sticking with us. Um, I'm really sorry the area isn't here anymore. I wish she was. Um, but yeah, you know, you can send us some money. That's get awesome. her a visa. Yeah, just give us some money. Give us money to get her a visa to get us back. Buy us a pint. Anyway, thanks for thank coming you. on, Phil. Thank you. We'll be thanks for having more me. of you soon. And thank you for listening. All right, stay tuned. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Groovy.